Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Brandon Ward, back with another episode of Order Within. Episode number 34. Today we're going to be covering blame and responsibility. Two perspectives. So we're going to initially discuss at a high level blame and responsibility. We're going to look at it at a deeper level, the blame game. We're going to look at the ownership game. We're going to discuss how both ways shape our lives. We're going to look at some examples from cinema. And then finally, we're going to talk about how responsibility sets us free. So what is the distinction between blame and responsibility? Blame is very much a fixed mindset. It's interested in only problems and perceptions. It's not interested in solutions or progress or moving forward. Blame can be dangerous because it represents the fixed mindset. And the fixed mindset and and the growth mindset, those are two mindsets that we all carry in some form or fashion. Some areas of our lives, we may have more of a growth mindset. Other areas of our lives will have more of a fixed mindset. So understanding that when we blame people or even blaming ourselves, what we're doing is subverting the chance to find a solution and make progress and move forward. That's dangerous. It's very much a fixed mindset. And the interest becomes around the perception and the way others are perceiving us as opposed to actually solving problems and fixing what we're experiencing or dealing with. Responsibility, on the other hand, takes responsibility for what's happening. It's not interested in who caused the problem or who started it or whatever. It's only interested in making a difference, making change, and fixing what was broken, adjusting what is broken, making progress so that things can move forward. It doesn't matter how or why it got there. What matters is, can we focus on the solution and move forward? So those are two different perspectives. Really, what they are, are there perspectives on life? And we, again, have these components in our lives, just like we do the growth and fixed mindsets. But depending on how much we live within these two kind of extremes, or it's a scale in a lot of ways, like I see it as a scale, like blame or responsibility. The more we can lean into taking responsibility for our lives, our actions, our thoughts, the more freedom, the more fulfillment we can create in our lives. The more we fall in the blame game, the more victim mindset that we offer, the less power we feel, the more restrained we feel, the more anxious we feel, the less fulfilled we are. So they really do build on one another, and there's a lot, there's a lot of ways that we can apply the difference, and and that's the the purpose of this show is really understanding the two pieces and 
hopefully getting to a more responsibility-driven way of living. So the blame game is, there's a few components to the blame game. First and foremost, it's not interested in solutions. It's not solution-oriented. It's only in finding problems, pointing out the negatives, seeing where things are wrong. Because, and this is how it ties back to the fixed aspect. When we blame things or people or ourselves or whatever for what's happening, we're looking to judge. We're looking to criticize. We're looking to bring an anger and a fierce energy at that thing or person instead of taking that energy and applying it towards creative solutions and and making a difference. So our energy gets caught up in complaining, spinning around the problem, the blaming aspect of it, and focusing on why it's wrong and all the things that are wrong. And the perception piece is when we blame ourselves or others for what's happening, we're really trying to protect our identity, our ego. So when we blame someone else, let's say that someone makes a mistake at your job, they do something incorrect, and it causes you to get in trouble. What's at stake here is your reputation, your, the perception of you at work. Instead of recognizing that things happen and realize that this could be fixed and adjusted, you just point the finger immediately saying, I know it was so-and-so, they did it, it's not me. You're trying to protect your ego, your identity, your perception. That's a dangerous path, though, when we're only considering what others perceive us as or how they perceive us. Because the perception of one may not be a reflection of reality or truth. And if we're living our lives in order to adjust how others perceive us, then we're going to be living by the demands of others. We're going to be living under the command of others because we are seeking their perception. We are seeking their, their viewpoint of us in a, in a specific manner. And when we go about the blame game, what we're trying to do is to continue to position ourselves as an expert and to point the blame at another person so that we don't lose our authority. It really is about holding on to authority. And that's another piece of this, is it's built around control dynamics, the blame aspect. It's the old school power dynamics of control. And really, this is all driven by insecurity that comes from us. When we're in this state, it's often because we're really just afraid we're afraid of ourselves, we're afraid of the world we live in, we're, we're feeling the imposter syndrome hardcore, so we lash out. We have to point fingers and, just, and deflect away from the fact that we may not be people who have all the answers, we might not be as skilled as we believe we are. Basically, it's the possibility that we could be exposed as someone who doesn't know everything. And it sounds absurd when you're talking about it, because of course you don't know everything, we don't have all the answers. But the way the world operates today with this whole notion around expertise and everybody must be an expert and yada yada, like if there's any kind of recognition or or hint that you don't have all the answers, somehow this means that you lose all your authority. That's the extreme state we're living in in this social media driven world. But it's not true, though, only for those people who live by this type of perspective. But it, it does It keeps us locked in these old power dynamics. It also, based around perceptions of others and and wanting to keep up the idea or perception of who we are. And so mistakes 
can chip away at that authoritative perspective. Therefore, blaming others helps to keep our authoritative perspective. The thing that it also does, though, is it makes us smaller when we live this way. It shrinks us. We're living in fear. We're now living and clinging to a perception or an idea of who we are and what we are and how we need to be and all these things. And it's a very crappy place to be and live. I've been here before I've, where you can't make mistakes. You think you can't make mistakes. You think that everything has to be perfect. We have this idea that somehow people come out of the womb and they're just extremely talented and have these natural abilities. And what I've learned as I've gotten older is that all of us are figuring it out. All of us are working it out. All of us are learning and growing. No one has all the answers. So the idea that someone does is just goofy. And to think that we don't make mistakes is silly. Mistakes are part of the growth process. It's how we master things. We learn. We learn what not to do. We adjust. We approve. Improve. We move forward. That's the process. But when we live in the blame game world, it shrinks. Everything shrinks. We're only trying to protect our fragile little identity. And it also isolates us and retards our development because we can't grow if we're only interested in blaming, if we're only going to point the finger, even at ourselves. Like in, our, in the example of blaming ourselves for the failures of others is another dangerous thing. It's a way to keep ourselves locked into a victim mindset. And ultimately, that's what this comes down to is blaming really is about glorifying victimhood, whether we know it or not, whether we're hardwired that way or not. There are circumstances in our lives that can impact the way our brains operate, and to climb out of this hole becomes a heavy lift. I know that. I'm not trying to act like this stuff is easy or natural or any of those things, because it's not, but it's doable. It just requires a humble attitude and consistency in, in what we're bringing to the work. That's really what it comes down to, but that can be complicated. That's a lot of work. And so people run away from it. I understand that. But it's definitely doable, but it's hard work. So I know that. But that doesn't mean we can't change. And no matter where we come from and the things that we've been through, we can change. We can make an impact in our lives. We can improve. We can live better. We can find the fulfillment that we seek so badly. All right, now looking at the ownership game, this is about taking responsibility. Responsibility is solution-oriented. It doesn't care who did what or how it got to where it was. Although we know, it, it, the only reason it may care about knowing how we got to where we are is so that we can provide a solution to it. That's the only reason. It's not about pointing blame. It doesn't matter. Things happen. It happens all the time. Things break. Things go wrong. We just have to figure it out. That's something... Again, that's a, it's a, a different perspective, though. Responsibility wants to pick things up says, all right, this is broken. I'm going to help work on it. I'm not going to blame it, but I'm here. I have a job to do, so I'm going to get working on it. I'm, this is my responsibility. I'm going to take responsibility, even if it wasn't my thing, and I'm going to work at a solution here. So it's solution-oriented. It's forward-oriented. It's building around progress. Everything is built around progress. Responsibility is all about progress. And it's gentle. It's compassionate. Blame is judging. It's harsh. It's critical. It's a searing energy. Responsibility is compassionate. It's softer. It's supportive. It's nurturing. That's the piece that we're looking to garner here and gather is that compassionate approach that we take within our lives and ourselves. When we do this too, when we take responsibility, the ownership game allows us to, to progressively improve bit by bit, compounding our improvements. That's a different approach as well. 
It's just looking to get better a little bit every day. What can I be responsible for? What can I impact here? How can I make a difference on this? What can I do today to expand my growth? And that's another aspect of it is responsibility is seeking to grow, to expand, to progress. So it's a growth way of living and it's collaborative and creative. It's inclusive. It's not exclusive. It's not isolating. It's not trying to identify or attack other people. It's bringing our heads together to work towards a solution. We're all in this together and we're all working towards a common goal. So let's use our energy, our creativity, our intentions to drive towards that common goal. That's the responsibility game, the ownership game. That's a beautiful place to be. It's a very different place, though, than blaming, which is often soaked in judgment and criticism, all with the aim to protect the, the fragile egos that we have. And it's funny, people, we often say that people have big egos. Those people don't have big egos. They actually have very small egos, and they're very sensitive. Big egos can handle stuff. They don't care what other people think. They roll with things. But when we have fragile egos, we're sensitive. These things hurt. Everything hurts. We're fighting with people. We're trying to protect ourselves at all times. So blaming makes sense. You're trying to protect your image, your perspective, your perception of what others may see you as to keep up that idea that you're authoritative. So blaming is a way to do that. It's a way to protect ourselves. It's really all built around making ourselves feel safe at the end of the day. So changing that, flipping that, slowly moving into the responsibility game is our own, is our, is the objective here. All right, so now we're looking at how these ways both shape our lives. And as you can tell, we've already alluded to a little bit here, is they are the lens with which we see the world. If we're in a blame game perspective, we're going to look for blame everywhere. We're going to see problems. We're going to look to operate out of that perspective, the perception-based living, how others perceive us. And we're going to be living in a very fixed way. We're going to be trying to protect that identity, trying to protect our ego, trying to protect the fact that we keep up this perfectionist identity or whatever it may be. There are a lot of us who have this idea that we have to pro project this idea of perfection. That's, it's when you are mentally, physically, verbally abused, that is something that can come out of that sometimes, right? There's a harshness to our society when there's high expectations for achievement or high expectations in general that we don't meet them. Our parents, our society, our cities, wherever it is, there's this these things happen in all dynamics of humanity and that's why it's important to understand them and realize that it truly is a perspective on life and we can shift that over time one path empowers us the other degrades us it's pretty clear which paths these are but ultimately we're moving into the, a path of empowerment that's the objective we don't want to degrade ourselves we don't want to degrade other people and I'm a faith-oriented person, so I see all of us as one family, one human family. And therefore, when we're blaming and judging others, we're simply blaming and judging our family. We're all a part of this cosmic being, this cosmic family. So being critical and judgment and harsh towards one another to each other is simply abusing our own cosmic family. So it's, it's degrading to ourselves and others to play that blame game all the time. 
Taking responsibility allows us to empower ourselves, learn from it, and grow from there. That When we take responsibility, it doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean we don't do things wrong. It says, you know what? I messed up. I was wrong there, or I was mean, or I was cruel, or I misled you, or I wasn't being truthful, or I just forgot, whatever it may be. But taking responsibility allows us to heal ourselves and allows us to heal the parties that we're involved with. Because when we take responsibility, it also shows that we genuinely care. We're trying to do better. We're trying to be better. And the people around us respond to that. There's something about taking responsibility and how attractive it can be and how inspiring it is for the people around us. So when we take the path of responsibility, it empowers us and those around us. But when we go the path of blaming, it only degrades ourselves and the others around us. And it creates this fearful way of living. Everyone's strict, walking on ebb shells, tight, tense, a fearful, afraid of saying the wrong thing, slipping up, making a mistake, upsetting someone. It's a very rigid way to live. Ultimately, our choices will define us regarding this. And that's what matters. We have a choice that we can make. And Choosing is what responsibility is all about. It's making choices, being responsible for our choices. We can grow. You can still be a victim and take responsibility. If you were abused, you're not responsible for being abused, but you are responsible for healing, for handling your response to that abuse, and for taking care of yourself and giving you what you need to heal and overcome that. That may be getting help. That may be going to medical facilities. That may be doing some sort of treatment, but ultimately taking responsibility for your healing is what comes down to, not the responsibility for your abuse. That's true for all of us. We can be victims and still be empowered. We can have terrible situations. We can be part of terrible situations and still be responsible and be the victor in situations because we refuse to blame and we will only accept the responsibility to move forward, to heal ourselves, to put ourselves back together, and to move forward. It's a lot of work. I know that it can be resentful when we are in that place. If we have to do a lot of healing or if we were wounded or damaged or abused, it's a lot of work. It can create a lot of resentment because it's, it feels unfair. And I get that because it's hard. But allowing ourselves to be in that space and empathize a bit and realize that moving out of that, taking responsibility allows us to move forward and grow and heal and come back to whole again. Because we are whole. It's just getting there. It's putting ourselves back together and and taking the steps necessary to grow and heal. All right, so let's get into some examples. I love doing this. I've got a few examples from each. So we're going to start out with a blame game mode here. First, one of my all-time favorite movies, Mean Girls, good old Regina George, classic. I mean, she is the ultimate mean girl. She's the epitome of the queen, the main girl that everyone's wanting to be her and look up to her, but she's mean. She's very mean, obviously. The title of the movie there explains that, but in the movie, for those of you that haven't seen it, she creates this burn book, which is basically them, a small group of friends, going around and making fun of everyone in the school secretively. They'll put pictures in there. They'll stare short, share stories in there. It was meant to be a private thing, and it's, it's got information on everyone in the school, all this sensitive private information that all of them really don't want out. 
But that's the point. It's burning people. But it was only meant to be private. And then and eventually Regina turns the book in and then lies and blames her friend for doing it to take her down. And it creates this whole nightmare scenario. But the reality was is that Regina George created that the damn book and then blamed others for, for doing it instead of taking responsibility. The movie's nice because they ultimately end up growing through it and coming back around and everyone takes, they end up pushing people to responsibility, like everyone having to take responsibility for their actions instead of blaming, which is a really cool thread for this, which is why I, I chose her character. Because responsibility is where they end up. But Regina George is one of the, she's a terrible character in the sense that she's super mean and she blames everyone. She doesn't take responsibility for anything she does. And she just plays the victim all the time, even though she's the most popular girl in school. She's super beautiful. She has pretty much all these opportunities, but yet she loves to play the blame game. All right. The next one is going to be Commodus from Gladiator. Son of Caesar, and he's always the victim. So this is played by uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Brilliant movie. One of my, it's a great movie. Uh, fantastic score in the movie as well. But Commodus is the son of Caesar. He's taking over the empire. And yet he's always a victim. Always complaining. He's always destroying and degradating wherever he goes. But yet no matter what, no matter how much power that man has... He's still a victim in this sense. He's blaming everyone around him for his own dissatisfaction. It's the people around him, the council that he has, the gladiators, the people that are rising. It's everyone else but himself. He does that the whole movie. Even though he has every resource known to man at that time, he's blaming everyone. It's not an attractive place to be. It's not an attractive quality to have. But also, when you're in that position, when you have so much power and authority and freedom, and you're still playing that game, that's an example of how this perspective is toxic and can seep into our lives no matter what position we have, no matter how much resources we have, no matter how much power we have. So recognizing it is crucial because it doesn't just affect the lowly. It affects often a lot of times people in very high-ranking positions. So he's a prime example of that and how being the victim all the time is a surefire way to create a lot of chaos and pain all around us. Then the last one here in this in this blame aspect is Thanos. Thanos straight up blames the whole of humanity for so many problems, his own dissatisfaction, and he he claims to be doing the work of the good work by destroying half of existence. Literally, he wants to snap half of half of existence out of existence with the with the slip, snap of his fingers. This guy again. Why is it always the ones who are super powerful and has all this authority, they're never satisfied. It's that internal insecurity, right? Thanos blaming literally the whole of humanity for why the world is the way that it is. His idea of peace is to wipe out half of humanity and then go about just less people being around. I know a lot of people resonated with this. I think a lot of people resonated with Thanos. Uh, he blames all the problems on humanity and the things that we're dealing with, how destructive we are. And there's a lot of stories like this. You honestly can look at Wally is another one where the, the computer is saying that we're the problem, humans are the problem. There's all this talk though, right? Humans being blamed for our situation. Another example of how blaming can turn out to be horrific and it can be taken to extreme levels. He ends up wiping out literally half of existence. 
Uh, and then the, the story goes along and they end up bringing people back. And there's a lot of stuff that happens in that in the Avengers series. But he's the ultimate blame guy because he's, he blames half of humanity, has all this power and does nothing about it. And he's still miserable. Ultimately, and the, instead of focusing on solutions, he would just rather wipe out all of humanity. And, and truthfully, you really could find this thread through every bad guy. They never take responsibility. It's always everyone else's fault for why they're unhappy or where they are, what they are, and they're trying to destroy people to remove the problem. The problem is always external to themselves. That's a key component to the blame aspect is the problem is external and not internal, which is false because the internal game is where we win life and the internal game is where our external reflects outwardly. But every bad guy thinks it's outside. All right, now, responsibility. Ellen Ripley, the Alien series. She's like the only one in, that, in those movies that are real, that's honest, and just trying to get through and survive. Everyone else is making excuses, doing all this crazy stuff, lying to her about why they're there, lying about what happened. She just wants to survive, trying to push through. She's a favorite of mine as well. We named our daughter Annabelle Ripley uh, after her because she's such a powerful character, a female character. But she's, she takes the ultimate responsibility and just wants to get it done. She defeats the main queen, this massive alien, all through grit, tenacity, and fierceness. She doesn't blame anyone. She's not playing the victim. She wants to survive. She loves her life. She gets after it. She gets it done. And she does it many a times over. That's what's fun about it. Is This isn't something... This is such a great series, too. They're good movies if you haven't seen them in a while. You'll be surprised at how cool the the filming that they did, the costumes and all that. It still looks great today, to be honest, even with all the CGI stuff. But ultimate responsibility taker there, Aragon from Lord of the Rings. One of my favorite characters of all time. Aragon is just, he's the ultimate, I think, healthy masculine guy in the sense that he's really trying to do what's best for others. He really cares deeply about others. He uses his strength to protect those who are weaker or smaller than him. He, Frodo as an example, Frodo is a hobbit, a small, powerless, compared to him, compared to many people in the Lord of the Rings story, hobbits are very small and powerless, they're very friendly and honest people, and he recognizes that, but knows the responsibility that Frodo carries, he knows the burden that he's carrying, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to ensure that humanity will survive, and that the mission can be fulfilled. And he never, he's always taking that responsibility, always trying to do what's right, always trying to rise above all this and push us forward, to pull people forward. And he's just such an honorable character in those movies, one of my favorite characters of all time. And I just think his strong masculine but softness is such a powerful combination and it's exemplified in Lord of the Rings and his ability to take responsibility and get things done. And he calls people out too. He calls people out. What do you mean when the raid is happening, when the attack's happening on the towers uh, and they're in the, they're, they're in the, they're barricading themselves in and the king is trying to bail and run away. And he's like, what are you doing, man? Like, come on, this is your moment. Stand up, fight. We, we can't go anywhere. If we lose this, we lose it all. And it worked. And so... That's that type of responsibility that can empower us to set us free, to help us move forward, to really inspire others' actions around us. And then finally, Rocky Balboa, man. 
that guy never gives up. Even I just watched the the speech about his son too in in the the follow-on in 2006 that came out, the other Rocky Balboa. It's called Rocky Balboa. It's like, you know, 30 years in the future or whatever. He's older and and he's going back into the ring, et cetera, et cetera. And he gives this really great speech to his son. And in that, he talks about blaming other people. Don't do that. Like life will hit us harder than anyone else will. But if you're just going to sit around here and try and blame your situation, where you are today on other people, on him or her or whatever. And in this instance, his son is blaming Rocky because he has a big presence. He's, he says that I can't get out of your shadow. So you're stopping me from living my life. And Rocky flat out is like, if you know what you're worth, then you go out and you get it. You show people what you're worth. You don't let other people define you. And that's the essence. That story, that, that speech is the essence of blame versus responsibility. Blaming others, is a, it's a slippery slope. It's attractive because it's, it makes us feel like we're doing something and it's easy to pass off the responsibility for what needs to change, but it never allows us to move forward. And that's what he tells him. Like, you can't do that. Blaming people is what cowards do, but you never quit. You never get up. You take responsibility and you climb up. You make your life what it is. That's what he's telling. He's empowering him. He's inspiring him to live more. He's calling him out. He's challenging him with the blaming, the victim nonsense that he's trying to pull about his life. And he empowers him. It's a very beautiful speech there. I'll see if I can link to it in the show notes. All right, y'all. The last bit here is ultimately responsibility sets us free. And it does that because it puts life in our hands. No matter the circumstances we may find ourselves, when we take responsibility for our life, for our feelings, for our thoughts, for where we are, the money we make, the relationships we're in, the friends we have, the, the things we do, where we live, all of those things, life suddenly now becomes an open-ended book, a choose-your-own-ending adventure. Because we realize that though it may not, it's not going to be easy. And it may take a long time to get the life that we desire, depending on where we're starting, because that gap between the vision that we have and the life that we're living now could be very large, depending on what we want to do with our lives. But the moment we take responsibility is when we reclaim our power and we start moving forward. We give ourselves a chance to succeed and do better with our lives. So it puts life in our hands when we take responsibility, no matter what. It puts life in our hands, regardless of the situation and scenario that we may find ourselves. We can claim responsibility for pieces of our lives, for how we handle the circumstances. We can take responsibility for the choices that we make and what we will do moving forward, regardless of where we find ourselves. It's easy to feel sorry for ourselves. It's way harder to take responsibility, to pick ourselves up, and to get after it and make progress, and push forward, and do something great with our lives. It's way easier to play the victim. And this ultimately gives us the ability to make the changes in our lives, to live the life that we want to live. That's why responsibility is so empowering. It sets us free. It gives us the ability to create and make our life, regardless of where we find ourselves. So do not surrender to circumstances, no matter how harsh they may be. I know it's the, the, the disparity in experience on planet Earth is wide. We may be coming from terrible, horrible situations. I promise you there is a light within you, a power within you that is there awaiting for you to activate it, to call to it, and to leverage it and build yourself, rebuild yourself into this beautiful being that came to earth to do incredible things. 
All of us have that potential in us. You have it in you. You just got to activate it. You got to call it to you. You got to call it into your life. Prayer is a great way to do that, but it's activating that responsibility, that creative force, and then moving forward so that we can live the best lives that we envision for ourselves and ultimately fulfill our potential and make the world a better place. All right, y'all. That's all I got for this week's episode. I'll be back next week. I think I'm going to talk about boundaries. I think I'm going to do an episode on boundaries. I've got like 40, or I've got, I think, 60 total episodes planned. So I've got like 25 other episodes, ideas out there. They're not fully sketched out yet, but so I rotate through ideas that I have mapped out and based on what we're talking about in each show. I'm trying to connect the bridge there so that it makes sense. So anyway, hope y'all are enjoying the show. Hopefully you're having a good week. Hopefully you had a great November. We're already in December, which is crazy. So with that being said, y'all, until next time. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.